Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, Lord, we just thank you this morning that you are here with us. We acknowledge you. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and increase. Increase your presence. Let your voice be clear. And that you would move and that you would say and that you would act in whatever way you want to do. Lord, we pray that you'd use us. Use us. Use us as a community of people. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to grow us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, anyone remember last week's title? You are what you eat. Well, I got creative this week. So I've called it, you are what you eat, part two. And before we go there, um, there's, a, there's some really good stuff that we're going to roll out this year. But holidays is not the time to roll out anything. Pastors, all pastors know that. Uh, but um, particularly for, for you guys, the men in the church, um, I've been planning, uh, I want to have a once a month, uh, either a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, we've still got to check the calendar, where we gather all the men of the church here and we're going to have some warrior nights together. I'm still thinking of a, a, a classy name, but it's going to be something zippy. It's going to have some, all right? So, uh, but it's, it's something, uh, I mean, for years I've kind of wanted to do this thing, but, uh, and I know availability is always tough, but there's something about men gathering. Uh, you know, the, the, the Western world is trying to strip masculinity off a generation, and so the hour is needed right now. And so I'm going to ask some things of you guys that I've never asked of guys in our church before. I'm not talking about ice baths, but <laughs> I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going. We can go there if you want to. That'll be a little bit down the track. But we actually also potentially, uh, a, a little, little secret I'll let you in on, we potentially have my mentor from Texas coming out in uh, March, April. His name is Steve Weatherford. You guys, you want to have a look at Steve Weatherford on Instagram? He is a beast. I mean, he is a beast. Uh, he's, uh, he played NFL, 10 years of American football, won a championship, and uh, is a serious, serious personality. Uh, I just saw this weekend, he's doing brick breaking in his church. You know, remember the power team? Yeah, he was doing brick breaking like the power team. Uh, but, it, you know, five years ago, he was doing drugs still and all sorts of things. And, and since then, the, the Lord has brought him right through in redemption and healing and restoration. And he's seen thousands of people saved um, and very influential with a lot of serious influences uh, in the U.S. So he is potentially coming out and he said he'll spend a weekend with us and we'll go for it. We're going to do it big time evangelism. We're going to go for souls. Um, but yeah, how does that sound? Okay. And he has a mean six pack, uh, which you'll probably see because he has no problems in showing it off. Um, but uh, anyway, 
that's just a little teaser, but yeah, we've got a lot of things that we, we're really going to press into in 2023. We feel to take ground in 2023. Anyone else want to take ground in 2023? Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. And so there's, there's other things we'll tell you about in, uh, later in January, February as well, but um, God's doing good things. And so um, today I, I just want to expand a little bit on last week but bring some new stuff in in a really practical way. Karen and I, throughout uh, later January, February, we're going to do um, some, uh, some series on some of this stuff as well, just to bring out more of the, the stuff that God's shown us over the years about stewarding what he's given us and, and going to a whole nother level in spirit, soul and body. Um, but, um, but today, and I haven't got this... Uh, passage up for the guys on media because I just sort of added this one late. Matthew 16, 19. Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Just sit on that for a minute. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. It's a massive statement, isn't it? Now I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. And he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. God has given you and I great responsibility. He hasn't just sovereignly Jesus floated up 2,000 years ago, ascended, and just sort of hoping that things are okay. No, he created you. And he created you and me for a reason, and that is to fulfill his kingdom's purpose here on earth, and he's given you the keys. If we're believers in him, then all we have to do is begin to learn how to operate in those things, which many of you have and many of you have for for decades. But I believe there are more keys he wants to give us. Or maybe it's exploring the existing keys, however you want to interpret it. But there are keys that he has for you and me for 2023 that are going to unlock things that haven't been unlocked before. But part of that is discovering this journey of how do we use these keys? How do we steward these keys? Well, I want to give you a, um, a tip, if you like. And this is what, whenever I was doing business seminars, this is something I would always make sure I tell people because people who are in business or, or who want to be in business, they always want the big thing now. They always want to go from zero to $10 million turnover in one year. How do I get there? How do I get there as fast as I can? Or nowadays, it's how many YouTube subscribers can I get as as instantly fast as possible? And so our modern day craving for instant and big quickly is insatiable. But the truth is, the macro only happens when we look after the micro. God's given you and me micro keys of macro things. He is the steward of the macro. We're the steward of the micro. And so you are what you eat. In every area of our lives, he's given us things to steward. Do we do it well or don't we do well? And I want to just read from um, Matthew 17. I've I've used this passage before in this same way, but I just want to bring it out a little bit differently. 
Matthew 17, 17 says, When they came to the... Uh, I think I've started at 17 or 16, but just bear with me. Um, when they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long should I stay with you? How long should I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy. And he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. The micro thing that I want to encourage you today is God's given you the keys. If you're a believer in Jesus, you possess the keys to the kingdom of heaven. How we choose to use them, he has left up to us. He has left us great responsibility. And we have great responsibility how we're going to choose to use our minds, how we're going to choose to use our eyes and our mouth and our time and our bodies and the resources that he's given us. How are we using the keys that he's given us? How are we steward those very micro things? When we look down at the micro level of our life, are we looking after the inner sanctum? The, the inner sanctum? Are we looking after the micro in here? And how well we look after this well will depend on how well our region is around us, our atmosphere is around us. I believe this passage here is often a tripping point because we look at it and go, wow, I don't know if I could do that great work, you know, casting the demon out or healing this person in this same way. But Jesus says, start with a mustard seed. Start with something small. Start with the very, very small key. Start with daily prayer. Some of you have jumped on to Karen's, um, uh, put a note out to everyone um, to do Bible reading in a year. Read the Bible in a year app. If you want to know about it, talk to Karen or talk to one of us and jump on. About 30, 40 people have, do you want to say something? Yeah, you want to come up and say something? Oh, Okay. <laughs> But jump on, jump on, like 30, 40 of you have jumped on and been reading every day, Bible in a year. That's the micro. That's the micro. That's our church digging deeper into the kingdom using the keys. The Word of God unlocks things. If you've wondered why there might be blockages, start in the Word of God. Because I've been fascinated, even though Genesis, is, it's a weird book, isn't it? Like I'm rereading it and I know some of you is like, what is going on in that book? But anyway, just certain passages will pop out and you go, wow, that's right, that's right. And you'll be reminded of God's power and his authority and his grace and, and the fact that he actually created the earth. It wasn't a big bang. And he created man, male and female, not male, half male, then a bit of whatever you like, male and female. And so it sets in motion pillars that are bedrocks for what we... There's a key right there. There's a key right there. All the lies that the enemy's trying to bring over a whole generation, there's a key. Male and female is a key of truth. And so we can operate in this stuff as much as we want to sometimes. It's, it, yeah, there's a level of faith. There's a level of believing. 
but the Word of God stands true. And so that's probably the biggest key that he's given us is the Word. But there's other keys. If, if you speak in a spiritual language, speak in tongues, that's a key because even the Bible says even though you're not sure of what you're saying, your spirit is being edified and, and witnessing to what we're saying. And so this, this is a spiritual language. It's a key. If, you, if you're feeling blocked and you're already at second week of 23 and you're going, oh no, those same things are creeping up on me. Same things are, oh my goodness, I thought just when that ball dropped in New York, something spiritual would happen and my life would break open and everything would be easy. Isn't it funny? Routine kicks up, habits kick up, all this stuff. you got to break that stuff. You gotta take authority over stuff that shouldn't be there and actually step into those things that should. Mark Twain said this continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection. Continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection. The truth is, we all want perfection. We all want a whole lot of stuff in a year's time, in five years' time. Tony Robbins, the great motivational speaker, says that we greatly overestimate what we can achieve in a year, but underestimate what we can achieve in a decade. If we plan for a decade and start now with the micro, then it will be amazing what we can see in both the spirit realm and the natural realm. Because sometimes we take this stuff and we make it all very spiritual. Oh, I'm going to believe for this. I'm going to believe for that. We've got spiritual language. We quote scripture. But we're not doing much with the stuff that he's put right in front of us. We're not doing much with the things, the resources, the temple of the Holy Spirit, the other things that he's given us. I want to encourage you today that continual improvement can be a daily thing. You might have set some goals for yourself in January and thought, yep, by December, I'd love to be hitting those goals, this goal, that goal. The only way you're going to achieve it is by doing something every day toward that goal. Every day toward that goal. If it's just a weekly thing, it'll probably fade pretty quickly. I know because I've done it for 47 years of my life. I'm not sure I was doing it at age one, two and three. But anyway, you know, for a long time, I've been doing that as well. But the last decade, Karen and I have dug into some things that we never thought we'd dig into. We went for a run yesterday and, uh, and it, was, it was very hot. And I remember thinking to myself, my goodness, like, I've been running now for about 17 years and I remember thinking in my 20s, it, the last thing I thought I'd be doing was a runner. And so you never know what you're going to be doing in 10 years. Do not limit yourself. Do not say, I'm not good at this or I'm no good at that or I can't achieve that. I can't get healthy. I can't lose the weight. I can't reach those goals in business or in career. Don't limit yourself because God is not limiting you. That's not his word over you. Continuous improvement. It's actually a term that uh, comes from industry, actually, in, particularly in manufacturing business as we used to own a manufacturing business. It was a buzz or two buzzwords uh, for about five or ten years, continuous improvement. And every seminar you'd go to, there'd be a guru getting up the front talking about continuous improvement. And what it's talking about in our manufacturing sense is going through every step of the process right from 
ordering the raw materials to the raw materials being delivered to coming through the right entry gate and the, uh, even having a good gate man on the front so that he gets quickly through to the right station so that they can offload quickly because if uh, and then I'll, I'll take you through our manufacturing process quickly, if you like. And, and then the raw materials will come through, put them into silos, put them into containers or tanks, then onto the machine. Every step of the way, continuous improvement. Have a look at your life. Uh, how many areas where there's things that if you say, God, shine your light on that area of my life. Shine your light. What does it look like with your greatness on my daily routine? What does it look like with your bigness on my thinking? What does it look like with, with your provision on my business? What does it look like with your word over my mind when I'm hearing negative words and spiralling out of control? That's not your words. God is a good loving Heavenly Father. And He has good things for you. He has good things for 2023. A lot of you would have seen the funny meme that has someone on the phone and says, um, this is me calling God, asking for the blessings and provision package, not the trials and tribulation package. <laughs> no one wants trials and tribulation. But the truth is, we're always walking through some stuff on the side, aren't we? Most of us in this room, we've got challenges going on. We've got stuff happening that we don't quite know why. We'd love breakthrough on that stuff. The thing about continuous improvement is, when I looked out at my factory, I could always see areas that needed improving. But as long as we had a plan, as long as we were doing something about it, I knew we were advancing. And it's the same with our life. You might look and, and believe me, one of the biggest areas of breakthrough is your body. One of the biggest areas of breakthrough is your body. And, and we know that to be true after a decade of hacking our bodies and making sure we're as healthy as we can. The only reason we can do what we do and think clearly and handle stress and all that kind of stuff is because we look after the temple of the Holy Spirit. Make sure in 2023 you look after your temple more than any other year. However, whatever that looks like, however that looks, just do it. Do yourself a favour. I don't even get anything from it, but you will. You will, because there's something that happens. It unlocks something. It's another key, actually, that God's given us, and it's, it's right throughout Scripture. And uh, I remember over the years I've kept notes on verses when they pop out at me about health and wellness, um, and, and there's so many. I could list them off to you. I've got them on here. It's like, listen, 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 about how we're to be stewards of the temple of the Holy Spirit, look after ourselves, eat green plants. No, we won't go there, but that's in Genesis. But there's a whole lot of stuff where God has laid down principles and foundations that we've long forgotten, and it's a key. It's a key in 23. Don't let other stuff get in the way. Matthew 13 31 to 32, said he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it's the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it's the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree. So that the birds 
come and perch in its branches. This is a perfect picture of what happens when you and I take that micro daily habits of the kingdom, we put them into practice, we put them into our body, we put them into prayer, we put them into our, our reading of scripture, into our actions, it's that mustard seed. Whenever we're doing those small things that no one else sees, because you can't even see a mustard seed barely, that's the mustard being planted every day. Just remember that. Whenever it's hard, remember you're planting a mustard seed. I, um, I like to, as most of you know, um, you know, challenge myself. And recently I've been watching a bit of Dave Goggins. Anyone who knows who Dave Goggins is? Yeah, I'm glad some people know. That's awesome, awesome. You, you want to YouTube him sometime if you want a little bit of a challenge, okay? Um, Dave Goggins was, was in college years. He was an overweight guy and uh, quite insecure. And he kind of hit, I think, his, his 20s and he said, I've had enough. I've just had enough with a lot of expletives, okay? Just warning you, a lot of expletives. Um, but anyway, so uh, he decided to challenge himself physically. And this dude is now known as the fittest man on earth and uh, he's a beast okay so if you want to you know i can see some of you guys you're like yeah I'm, I'm getting some dave goggins this afternoon watch this stuff because do you know what i'm not saying we all have to become like this but he has taken keys of the kingdom and he's operating them in a natural way just think about that for a minute He's taken health and wellness and clarity and mindfulness and meditation, all good things, all given to us by God. He's taken them, put them into his tank and said, I'm taking them. I'm going to live absolutely the most cleanest, leanest, meanest, physical. Now, I don't know whether he's saved or not. So there's a whole connection there to God that may be missing. But I'm telling you what, he's getting the most out of his earthly body. And there's a whole lot of us Christians that we rely on the spirit realm to save us. We rely on the spirit realm to heal us. We rely on the spirit realm to bring that breakthrough when all the while God may have keys right in front of us. Right in front of us. Right in front of us. Keys waiting for us. Health and wellness keys. Good, good keys. You know, breakthrough, prayer. Praying in tongues, just releasing, I mean, just dwelling in his presence, laying on of hands, whatever it might be. It might be a spiritual thing, a natural, what I've learned, it's normally both. It's normally both. And what happens is it's, it's, it's reciprocal on itself. So for example, let's say you're stuck in a bad cycle, things aren't going well. All of a sudden you're like, well, I've got to break this chain somehow. So you decide to break the chain and, and what I often do is go, you know, go on a juice fast, Karen will go on a a two-year fruit fast or something like that, like she's done. But, you know, it's pretty extreme. We go pretty extreme, so, you know, you can calm the farm. But ultimately, we take this stuff seriously and we go, we want to break this cycle. So we, we might fast. We might pray and fast for a while and break the cycle. What happens then? It opens up the spirit realm. So the spirit realm then gets even better and we become more aware and the spirit realm then feeds the natural realm when we start feeling better. And so it's this cycle. If you want to break the cycle, break it somewhere, but make your choice. 
Make your choice this year. If you're going to break it in the spirit realm, go for it. Go for it. And that'll probably then help the natural realm because in the spirit realm, you'll begin feeling better and you'll have faith. And it's like, yeah, I've got faith to pray. I've got faith to believe for those lost loved ones to be saved. I've got faith to believe for that healing. All of a sudden, as you begin to pray for your healing, you'll realize that those two liters of Coke that you drank yesterday isn't going to help your healing. And God, Holy Spirit will challenge you about that. And that will bring about natural stuff. Do you see what I mean? Are you still with me? Just give someone a high five. Awesome. Hey, Paul. Paul, I just want to encourage you that in 2023 is going to be different for you than the past five years. He's going to bring some fresh revelation to you. But there's actually going to be things from your, good things from your past that he's going to redeem. He's going to redeem them. And you're not going to have to do anything. They're going to sneak up on you. And, and I kind of see uh, energy, some energy that's been lost in the past few years. You're going to be restored in some ways. And he's going to close off some doors that have been holding you back. And he's going to give you strength and energy to say yes, to say no, uh, but also to have clarity of mind. Um, and so why don't you just stand where you are? Um, because I don't want you to fall down or anything on on our concrete, right? Um, But hey, there's two poles. You take it as well. Yeah, you stand, Paul. That's okay. If you have faith, you take it, man. Stretch your hands out to Paul's and let's pray and let's believe for breakthrough for these guys. Lord, we just thank you for these two Paul's. And Lord, I pray that you would release your power upon them. You would release any chains that have bound them would be broken today in Jesus' name. That your blood would wash them afresh, wash their minds, wash them clean. Lord, that you'll bring clarity and energy and strength and life where there has been, the enemy has stolen some territory. You'll bring it back, Lord. You'll bring it back. Bring it back better and, and clearer and with fresh joy and revelation in Jesus' name. Awesome. Double portion for both you guys. God wants to do good things in 2023. It's often a little bit challenging when you... you st- it's easy when you leave it in the spirit realm because you can just say pray more, read the Bible more, believe more, and no one knows whether you're doing it or not. Do you know what I mean? Thanks. Thanks, guys. Lyndall, Jill. Cheer squad down here. Normally it's Keith, but he's quiet today. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Sometimes we use the spirit realm as an excuse for not being willing to tackle the natural realm. All the while, God has keys for us right in front of us. Every single morning when we wake up, every single afternoon when we go to bed, whatever it is, All of those 24 hours, he's given us keys to access things. And that's what we want to share with you, some of that stuff in the coming months, because we've noticed that when you do this stuff and you take the Garden of Eden and the promises and you actually bring them into your temple, there's a key of breakthrough. There's a key of release. There's a health and vitality that he wants to give us, harvest churches, harvest church people, so that we can actually be released in a whole new way. Does that sound okay? Awesome. Fantastic. I want to ask the worship team to come up.
And I just want to quickly summarise. I want to quickly summarise six areas that I've identified this process of starting with the micro, releasing into the macro. So if you want to jot them down, you might want to. The first one is the environment. The environment we put ourselves into. And funnily enough, you can actually look through the seven days of creation and it almost follows this pattern a little bit. Just, just a, you can see a flow of God establishing things on a macro level and then he sets things up day by day in more detail, more form for us to see and reveal. But the first one is our environment. What environment do we hang out in? What environment do we give ourselves? What environment do we say yes to and do we say no to? And then in that environment, we got to feed on something. You are what you eat. Once we're in that environment of where we live and where we hang out, there's food available to us. It can be good food or bad food. If in our environment, we've set ourselves up with good habits and good patterns and good food, then that leads to thoughts because we become what we eat. And so it, through our digestion, it gets into every cell of our body and our blood in our whole systems and, and it becomes who we are. And so that's why living foods are so powerful. But it also can be the reverse. If we're in a bad environment, around bad people, around negative things, then that can come through into the food that we're consuming, food being both practical food and people food. That gets into our thoughts that gets into our negativity. The fourth thing is then it flows out into our behaviour, good or bad. Depending on what we're consuming, will start to play out in our minds, start to play out in our thinking. Once it's in our thinking, it then becomes behaviour. Now, once we start acting out in behaviour, it then becomes a habit. And this plays for the good and the bad, right? Once it's become a habit, we then reproduce it. And so we want to take those keys and we want to surround ourselves in our environment with as many kingdom keys as we possibly can. It might be podcasts. It might be books. If you, if you can't read, listen to an audio Bible. If, if you haven't got any Christian friends, get around some people who just look like Christians and smell like Christians and get, make sure your environment is conducive to feeding you with good food. And then it comes through into our thinking, into our thinking. When Karen and I go to the gym, we love to go to the gym and work out. And I've realised the times when I go to the gym and I forget my headphones, it, it's terrible because they've got these TV screens up and they've got all the trash in, under the sun being spewed at you. And it's like I've got my head down the whole time. I'm like, oh, I just wish I could plug my ears up. I've already complained on their complaint form, but they haven't listened to me. So I think I have to now write left-handed and change my name a few times and complain a bit more. It's trash. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. So we plug our ears up and I've seen Joshua there. He, he, he is one buff man. He is one buff serious man. I just celebrate buffness, okay? It's just one of my things. Thanks, Lyndall. <laughs> 
Anyway, where was I going with this? We're finishing with habits and then what we're reproducing. What are you reproducing? What are you reproducing? Because remember that mustard seed? Well, Jesus said the mustard seed becomes so big into a tree that then birds will come and perch on it. That's what happens to you and I. Starts with our environment, ends with what we're producing. And what we're producing is our branches. It's our lives. It's our testimony. It's what we believe. It's what we, how we act. And whether we like it or not, people are coming and perching on our branches. Are they perching on good branches or terrible branches? It all starts with the mustard seed. It all starts with the micro. So I want you to stand today. Awesome. Close your eyes if you want to. You can lift your hands. And similar to what we did last week, you might just want to get rid of some trash. You might want to purge the bin this morning. Press delete on some things. Reboot a little bit. It's never too late. Have a look at some of those daily habits, weekly habits, some of the environment, the food, the thoughts, the habits. What am I reproducing? Let's go back to the mustard seed. What am I pouring in? What am I pouring in? What am I sowing in my soil of my heart? What am I sowing in the morning? What am I sowing in the afternoon? What am I sowing in the evening? Because God wants you strong. He wants you fit and strong and healthy in the spirit realm and in the natural realm. And life is too short. Life is way too short to let stuff pull us back. God has incredible things for you in 2023. He has people that only you can reach waiting for opportunities and for assignments and for your yes and amen. So just lift your hands. I just want to pray and release blessing over us as a house. Lord, I thank you for a hungry bunch of people. I thank you for your goodness over us as a church, as a community. And Lord, we just lay aside all the stuff that shouldn't be there. Lord, we just put aside all the doubts, all the fears, all the anxiety, bad habits, thoughts, environment, all that stuff. Lord, we just cast it aside today. We ask that you'd wash us in your blood, wash us and cleanse us and purify us. There's some who are here this morning who have been chained by bad habits. Today's a day to let him break that chain. Break that chain. Jesus, come and smash those chains apart. Break those chains apart. Now he'll do his part in the spiritual realm. Now you need to do your part in the natural realm. You need to do your part in the natural realm and steward your time, steward your eyes, steward your hands, steward your atmosphere, your environment, using the kingdom keys that He's given you. So Lord, we say release heaven over us. We're hungry for a move of God. This world is crying out for you to come, Holy Spirit. I want you to agree with me in prayer for just 60 seconds. We wanna cry out for an awakening in our city. Awakening in our city. There's a desperate need for a move of God in the city of Adelaide. And we say, come Holy Spirit of God. We need you to come and awaken us. Come and awaken our churches. Come and awaken our city. 
Come and awaken our men, our women, our young people, our older people. In the mighty name of Jesus. We ask, Lord Jesus, in 2023, that You would set us on fire as never before. That You would move, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, that You would move among us like we've never seen. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we need You. We need You to come and move. We need You to come and move. Just put your hand on the person's shoulder next to you, just lightly. Just begin to pray for God to bless them. Just bless them, Jesus. Bless them in 2023. Pour out Your Spirit upon them in greater measure, greater measure. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, awakening, awakening. Thank You, Jesus. Yeah, come and awaken us as a church. Come and we're asking for more, Lord. We're asking for more. There's some hungry people in this room. So Lord, we say, come. Holy Spirit of God, move. Move, come and move. Come and move. Yeah, set us on fire. Release your fire. Release your fire. Release your fire. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire of God. Yeah, we need You, Holy Spirit. We need You, Holy Spirit. Over our homes, over our marriages, over our minds, our businesses, our workplaces, we say, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We ask for more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Awesome. Bless you guys. Yeah.